0: Am I on? You can hear me? Great. So we're going to start with some introductions this evening because I know some of you are new to this retreat anyway and don't know any of us, but some of you don't know all of us. So we'll just start with some introductions and everyone's going to speak for a few minutes and then we'll go more into the body of the talk this evening. So for those of you who haven't been here before, I'm Christina, this is Narayan, this is Madeline, this is Rachel, this is Nakwe. Okay, so um, I'm going to hand over to Rachel. So I'm really thrilled
1: to be in this room again. This, uh, I've spent many months of my life sitting... Where you folks are sitting now, and it's uh, it's nice to have another chance to marinate in the Dharma with all of you so I'm my role this week is as a trainee um, so I'm going to be offering sign ups um, but and uh, taking the occasional sit in the hall but otherwise you won't hear too much from me I'm just here to to be with you all and absorb the energy of this space um, so I'm uh, what to say about myself other than that. I'm Canadian, I'm a scientist, I'm a musician, I love the Dharma. Um, I'm in the teacher training with uh, Nakawe through IMS, and it's really beautiful to be here.
2: Hi, my name is Nakaway Cuevas. Can you hear me back there? Yeah. Um, I am very happy to be here. This is a special uh, occasion for me. And um, I am, the IMS is my spiritual home. I've basically done a lot of retreats here and I've done a lot of my spiritual practice here. So it's very special to be here with you all. Uh, I am from, I'm a New Yorican, so that's Puerto Rico and New York combined. New York. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> y well, I don't know if anybody speaks Spanish here, pero bienvenida. Um, and uh, as a professional, I'm a midwife. So um, I've spent many years being in the energy field of women, and I was just reflecting on that today. This is the first retreat, really, that I've been with all women. And I spent all my life taking care of women and being with women. And I was just just reflecting on just the beauty of tapping into that inner wisdom that women have and that inner strength that I've seen over and over again in the birth process. And I've been privileged and honored to be in those birth processes. And I learned so much about just patience, you know, being with nature as it unfolds. And that's what we're doing here. You know, we're in the flow of this, of this consciousness, and we're just we 're just being with nature as it unfolds with patience, with warmth, with welcoming, with opening, with whatever arises, and that 's a lot of that I learned being a midwife in the birthing process, so it 's tapping into the um, to that deeper wisdom, the deeper intelligence of the body and the heart of intuition so i 'm very honored to be here and share this experience with you, so I will also be doing sign ups anyway that Rachel and I could support you in your practice. We're here to do that. And, um, and we'll also be doing a beginner's group tomorrow, so we'll let you know more about that. So once again, I'm very honored to be on this journey with you, and I look forward to spending time with all of you.
3: Hey, wholehearted welcome to everyone. Really delighted and happy to be here with all of you. I just love this Women's Retreat. This heart is so grateful, really, to be with all of you and grateful to be with Christina and Orion, and our amazing trainees. Really, this is a great team. But I want to extend this um, gratitude, appreciation, and thankfulness because, really, our time here at IMS is possible. And our being on retreat is possible because all of the thousands of generations of women before us, women who really carried the Buddha's teachings, the Dharma from generation to generation, through joyful times and difficult times. They carried the teachings of wisdom and compassion with courage and dedication, perseverance, kindness, love. I love there's this great quote from Bell Hooks who said, to be guided by love is to live in community with all life. Want to hear that again? (laughs) To be guided by love is to live in community with all life. So, In a moment, I'm just going to ask you to look, just for a moment really, briefly, very like a two-moment thing, look around and see the community who's gathered here and see if you can feel that sense of kindness, warmth, friendliness, courage, dedication that it took all of us to arrive here and to feel that sense of gratitude for those who came before us. So just take a little peek. Thank you. That's lovely. Thank you. But here at IMS, like, this is a really great environment in which to practice. And many of you have practiced here already for years. And of course, we recognize and open to our inner environment. So this week, really, opening to the um, beauty and fullness of our inner life living in the present, learning, letting go, connecting, really allowing the truth, the Dharma, to unfold within us. So, once again, it can be so helpful to begin a retreat by taking a moment, and I'm going to ask you again, but not yet, to turn your attention inward and see if you can really begin to connect with and open to your deepest aspirations and motivations, intentions for being on this retreat. So please see if you can really right now listen deeply and see what arises. Just listen within just for a moment and ask that question about what is your deepest intention, motivation, aspiration. Thank you, because I really think this practice is truly about being here, present, as best we can with an open-heartedness with whatever is occurring, right, and knowing that in a direct way within our experience. (coughs) So practicing in a kind and gentle way, with patience, having those kinds of attitudes towards ourself and towards whatever is happening in the moment. So we're going to begin, as we always do, with gentleness, right? Kind of, I really love this thing that Pema Ch- Chodron says, because gentleness in our practice is a way um, to practice in our, in our life that really begins to awaken the heart. It's like remembering something this compassion, this clarity, this openness. It's like something that we've forgotten. So sitting here, being gentle within ourselves, we are rediscovering a way to reunite with our heart. (coughs) So whether this is your first retreat, or maybe you've been here many times, many retreats, or maybe you've been like on 40 retreats, It's the same practice, it's really opening to what's already here and resting. So opening and knowing the truth in a very intimate way, exploring who we really are and allowing an acceptance of who we are with a sense of being at ease or at home within our bodies, our hearts, our minds. This week we are all invited into the experience of being part of and belonging to this community, this Sangha, all of life. This week we can explore whether there is also a place of refuge or home inside each of us, really a place to which each of us can completely belong no matter what happens a place where we can be where, or go which excludes no part of us, no part left out. So right now, in the here and now, there is really this gentle, tender awareness that allows us to return to our natural state of being over and over again. And no one really can take this away from us. So letting this tenderness of heart energize your intentions, your meditation practice, letting the understanding, the love, the kindness, the compassion carry you to an inner home. Thank you for your practice and really for listening and really wishing you just the most wonderful retreat. Thank you.
0: In a quote attributed to Mark Twain, apparently, he said, The rumors of my death are greatly exaggerated. (laughs) I would just like to say, the rumor of this being my last women's retreat are greatly exaggerated. next year is the last year that I will be on the women's retreat but the women's retreat after 35 years is continuing on in its wonderful way really of which you are so much part of but it's okay Norea it's it's okay the The older I get, the more appreciative I, I feel of the many blessings in my life. I think back to when I was a teenager beginning this practice, and you know the the support and the nourishment of my my teachers, the community I was in, the people who have cared for me and loved me, and even now, you know my partner's at home watering the plants and filling in for me with childcare, not my baby by the way <laughs> um, you know, Narayan and I have just come out of three days of meetings here at IMS, you know, guiding teacher meetings, board meetings, meetings with the staff. And, you know, I, I just see as this place matures over years uh, that it's really born of the generosity of so many behind the scenes. You know, and I think when we come in, step into this space, you can, I hope, feel touched by, you know, the goodwill, the real goodwill and generosity. That really holds us all here, um, and I appreciate all of you. You know your willingness to return. I, I somewhat smiled a little bit when Madeline invited you to look around because I was going to do that. But um, <laughs> anyway, now you've now you've done that. I, I had a thought earlier on as I was considering inviting you to do that. That you know that we have women of all ages, sizes, backgrounds in this room, and. I had a thought about what it's like for those of you who are in your 20s and your 30s and you look around you and wonder how you ended up in a retreat full of grannies. <laughs> you know. But I just want to remind you, we were once you. <laughs> and and you, if you're in your 20s and 30s and you look around and think you're in a retreat full of grannies, you know, you might think, well, they can't be much good at this. You know, if Come, <laughs> keep coming back for 35 years, like, when are they going to get good at this stuff, you know? But actually it's something very different. It, it's a testament to the, the love of this practice. You know, and I'm really so aware of so many of you that have been here for for decades now, you know, the way you know, through the joys of your life, through the sorrows of your life, through the challenges, you know, coming here and landing has always been this touch point of a kind of sanity, you know, and a, a kind of remembering. That, you know, underneath our our various, you know, life issues, our personal stories, our challenges, you know, there's something about arriving here and being still that reminds us, I think, in very powerful ways of a, a more universal story, you know, and the deepest longings and the deepest values and the deepest aspirations that actually bring us to be here, you know, and this is part of our shared story. And it's a shared story that the world is much in need of, you know, the care, the caring about compassion, the caring about ethics, you know, the caring about clarity, the caring about understanding. You know, we do this practice not only for our own benefit, but also because th- this is what the world is hungry for just now, and much in need of. And, you know, really remembering as we practice here the ways in which we practice for all those that we know and those that we don't know. You know, this tradition of women gathering together is such an age old tradition. You know, I can't ha- think of a single faith, you know, or a single culture, a society where this has not happened and been celebrated over and over through time that there is something something so powerful about women gathering together to remember and to honor in ourselves and to honor in each other the capacity that we have to be creative thriving awake and very free women And this is a very, you know, retreat is a very dedicated space, you know. And I do encourage you, you know, to consider what is essential and what is inessential. You know, sometimes, this is always for me the the best way to begin a retreat, to think, what is essential, what is inessential, you know. And it's so easy for, this is not just an extension of our lives where we have just more time and space to think, you know. Or, to work on our issues, or to work on our projects, or to make decisions, I so encourage you to have that kindness for yourself that at the beginning of this retreat, we might think, maybe all of this isn 't so essential. you know maybe what is more essential lies underneath that you know and and to begin to to love the stillness and to love the capacity to to listen. Inwardly, we step into a space here, it's a very dedicated space, and you can feel that. But we don't automatically step into a retreat. You know, a retreat is something we create together, you know, and we create it together through our shared intentionality, through the commitments that we bring, through our commitments to the silence and the practice. We create a retreat together through our commitment to respecting each other, to, to kindness. And this is a way that, that in some such beautiful ways, we actually do actually create a retreat. Part of this is, you know, it, it seems a very solitary thing, this this Dharma practice. But, you know, we, we never really practice alone alone. Um, and it's also, you know, the Buddhist path was always a very relational path, you know? It's about how people live together. It's about how, how we can live together, guided by integrity and by compassion and respect. And you know it's a strange thing in a silent retreat, you know where we, it's easy to forget that relational part. But you know you're sitting here, you know with 98 other women, um, you are going to bump into each other. You will notice each other across the dining room table. You know, you will be sharing uh, yogi jobs together. Um, this doesn't a, a, soli- a you know, a path of silence and a path that respects solitude is not a path of defensiveness. It's not a path of you know pretending these other ninety eight women aren't here. Uh, you know, w- remember that Tibetan teaching. I repeat so often now. Wherever my gaze may fall may it be filled with tenderness and respect. Hmm? There are times when it'd be very helpful for you if your mind is really, you know, really uh, scattered and, you know, busy. It's, It's time to collect and gather ourselves and our attention. And there's times when, as I say, you are going to bump into each other. Let your gaze be filled with tenderness and respect beginning a retreat, it's a time of arriving. It takes some patience to really arrive. It takes a reorientation in our minds um, that this isn't just an extension of our lives, um, where we consider what's essential, where we psychologically, emotionally arrive in our bodies, in our hearts. Um, I want to bring in a word here. It's not very popular. Uh, It's called renunciation. Isn't it funny how central that is to this teaching of awakening? You know, because when we hear the word renunciation, I think many people hear it as this very, you know, getting rid of things, you know, or something very cold or something very dramatic or pushing life away. My first teacher said to me, you know, renunciation is the greatest act of compassion you can offer to yourself. When when we listen, when we read the early Buddhist teaching, you you hear so often the Buddha really inviting people to to enter into a homeless life to move from home into a homeless life, and he wasn't always just talking about people ordaining or becoming bhikkhunis. he was actually talking about something in our psychological makeup you know about how we're often kind of making our home or building our houses you know in self views inhabit, in our comfort zones, and the Buddha's invitation to come enter into a homeless life was actually a real willingness to, to step beyond those boundaries of what we know and what we're familiar with and the places where we tend to cling and attach to. It's more about entering into a place of not knowing, because this is where life speaks to us. When we enter more into a place of not knowing, this is when we can listen to the stories of our bodies, the stories of our heart, the stories of the world, rather than us always telling the story. So I really encourage you to consider, you know, what that that means for you. Homelessness doesn't mean being unsafe, doesn't mean being ungrounded, doesn't mean wandering aimlessly. It means actually really being willing to, to look at where we, we build our homes of self around what we cling to and identify with. And to realize we, we can unbind from this. And in the, that unbinding, find a much greater sense of, of freedom. And this is what we honor and we cherish in this path of wakefulness, this path of waking up, as the Buddha often referred to it. There's a wonderful quote, says, uh, I've used it before, it says, The beauty and mystery of this world only emerges through affection, attention, interest, and compassion. See this world by attending to its colors, its details, and above all, its irony. Affection, key word in that practice. Attention. Yes, we're learning to be attentive. Interest. We're learning to be curious about the moment. Compassion. This is the heart of the practice. And we must never forget a sense of humor. To learn to travel this path lightly. Hmm? Learn to travel this path lightly. And sometimes just to smile upon the very perversity of our own minds. Much easier way to go than judging it. Um, so to, to think of those qualities really has been so key in how we engage with this week. Affection, attention, curiosity, compassion, and a capacity to smile. We will see much of you over the, the week, and it is a delight to see all of you.
4: Thank you. What am I gonna do without you?
0: Get a button
4: I was fake crying before, but um, <laughs> but we have <laughs> but we have been together, Christina and I, for thirty-five years now, and it's really when we teach together, it's like the right hand and the left hand. You know, we're 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 bonded together. And I've noticed throughout the years that um, change is okay in every other situation than in dharma centers. (laughs) (sighs) And yet, of course, change happens everywhere to all of us in every arena in our life. And because of change, there's a poignancy, you know, there's a poignancy. And that poignancy needs to be embraced without reservation, without hesitation and to me this is a path of love to embrace the poignancy and to not take any moment or any one of us for granted because we have these plans, we make these plans, but we don't even know how they're going to play themselves out. They seem so solid, this is what's going to happen a year from now, this is what's going to happen during this retreat but those of you who have been around for a while know so well that we can have our ideas and our plans and our expectations and our agendas and then life is always just exactly the way that it is. Is it possible for us to open our hearts from moment to moment and continue to open our hearts, even when it's hard. And I think being in this particular environment where there can be a sense of seclusion, there can be a sense of peacefulness within the turbulence and within the silence. It's such a fantastic environment for us to be able to see more clearly and love more deeply. You know? Instead of our plans and our rehearsing and our ideas, those of us who have been on retreat time after time again have really clear ideas about what is supposed to happen and what should happen. And few days into a retreat, disappointed. You know? Because never is what we think is going to happen, going to actually happen. And that's a sign. You know, that's a sign. It's not a it's not anything bad or wrong. Because of course we do. It's not as if we shouldn't. Of course we do. But it's a sign that there has been something happening that we haven't been quite aware of. You know, some um subtle grasping or clinging or idea about what should be and in this environment this opportunity to fall into how things are from moment to moment and to love how things are from moment to moment. I was um, someone sent me an article the other day about what are called thin places in this world. And different places in the world were mentioned like Iona, Scotland and few other places, Rumi's birthplace or, or, or gravesite, places like this, thin place from what this article described was a place where, as they described it, heaven and earth are mingled or merging. You know, it's thin, it's porous. And I think that meditation centers really fit this description of being thin places and we place ourselves in this environment. And then we do our best to um, surrender. we do our best to to be wholehearted from moment to moment and to listen really deeply. you know i I sat with the uh, Zen peacemakers some years ago in Auschwitz, and in the place where we were all living and and eating, staying, there was a sign that said, "A sacred place is one." Where the earth's voice can be heard clearly. Go to these places and listen. Once you have heard her, she can reach you anywhere. She can reach you anywhere. Yeah, so we don't we don't, we don't think that there's a better place to be than where we are wherever we are. And we come to these particular environments because they're thin because they're porous, because we are called here. For those of you here for the first time or new at meditation, you were called here in some way or another. For those of us having come back over and over and over again for decades, for, you know, sometimes it feels like for lifetimes coming back, um, you were called here over and over again, called back. Our practice is to be awake and alive and aware wherever we are, not to have to stick to the thin places. And at the same time, to be here in this beloved meditation center is something quite precious and quite poignant. And so I think we really want to be present for it. We want to be here instead of making plans. And then after the retreat, planning for what we could have done when we were here. <laughs> it's ongoing, this neuroses that we, that we all carry with us. So this is my way of warmly welcoming everyone. It's just, it's so dear to to see all of you here. Um, those of you who come back to the women's retreat year after year, you tend to sit in the same places, so I can... <laughs> You're on the wrong side though. <laughs> So I can identify can find you, you know, from where you where you regularly sit. But I also want to welcome everyone here, uh, whatever your background is, or whatever your race or uh, cultural um, class, or whatever it might be. Um, those of us at IMS over the last ten years or so have have engaged in a lot of um, diversity training, and that applies to every all of the teachers here, the board at IMS and all of the teachers on this retreat. And it's a learning curve. It's very much a learning curve for those of us in particular privileged positions in life. So tell us, you know, tell us um, if you feel that something isn't in alignment with your understanding of diversity and inclusivity and how to be truly open-hearted and welcoming. i can't hear you oh. now, can you hear? Should I repeat it all? No, no <laughs> okay so I need to um I need to shift into the retreat container because it 's what Christina was um alluding to around co creating this time together, this environment together and the container being one of utter simplicity of course and a schedule in the beginning you know in the beginning kind of perhaps resistance to that schedule and then a few days in, oh thank god i don't have to make the usual choices that i am always having to make in my life so just moving with the schedule as best as um as one is able to silence of course is such a key part of retreat life It is not meant to be punitive. It is not meant to be something where one is told to just sit down and shut up. It's not a silencing. It's a choosing to be silent. Because some of us here in this room love the silence. Maybe we come because of the silence. And others of you, first time here, maybe a growing understanding of how beautiful the silence can be. But in any, in any case, it's a friendly silence. You know, it's a caring silence. And so um, eye contact is not forbidden. You know, it's a friendly silence. When you pass somebody, it's okay. You know, if somebody doesn't want to make eye contact, we we don't want to, like, you know, be involved in social convent- conventions and, and you must tell me I'm okay right now you know, if you're not making eye contact with me, because we are self-contained as well. And that's a big part of being together and at the same time being alone. Um, And again, just to stress that this is a very friendly kind of environment in silence. And we're stressing um, kindness. We're stressing gentleness. We're stressing affection. And... um, A deepening of understanding. It's a fantastic place to take a complete um, break from the news, and I don't mean to even let that sound invitational because definitely take a huge complete break from the news. It's a resetting in a way to be here, to let go of incoming information and to instead listen to the information coming from your very own heart. Please take a break from reading and from writing. And we will tomorrow morning have uh, a um, cell phone liberation ceremony. (laughs) That's what I'm calling it, rather than renunciation. Cell phone liberation ceremony. So if you could, if you want to hand your phone in, which could be the best thing you do on this retreat in terms of wise action, to um, bring it to the morning sitting and then just hold it with you during the sitting. Make sure it's off so it doesn't go off during the sitting. (laughs) I was teaching for uh, just an hour class and somebody's cell phone went off probably every eight minutes and there was just no way to to figure it out who had the phone. It was not possible. So every eight minutes a phone went off and it was, you know, it was okay. It's just noise, right? It's just sound. Anybody it could happen to, but don't let it happen to you tomorrow. <laughs> mm-hmm. So bring your phone, um, sit with it, and then at the end of, um, of the sitting, after we offer some walking meditation instructions, we'll ask everybody to come up. And either hand in your phone or if you brought your computer or if you want to hand in your Kindle or um, whatever technology you might have brought with you or novels if you thought you might be bored. We're happy to receive them. And um, uh, if you don't want to or, or feel that you really can bury it, in the bottom of your luggage or lock it into your car or do something like that where you have no access to it during the retreat. We ask you to come up anyway and just in an open handed way to offer what you would like to let go of for the time that you're here. It could be your self judgment, drop that in the box. You know? It could be your your aversion, drop that in the box. It could be um, I don't know. Any kind of habit that you might know quite well about yourself, you could drop in the box along with your cell phone or without. Okay, so that's what we'll be doing tomorrow in the morning. And just to say a word or two about the um, precepts that we're all going to be um, being guided by during our time here. The first precept... Knowing how deeply our lives intertwine, I undertake the commitment to protect all forms of life. So just in your heart, taking this on, taking this precept on. Knowing how deeply our lives intertwine, I undertake the commitment to only take what is offered to me. So as I say them, undertaking them with a sense of of resolve and integrity. Knowing how deeply our lives intertwine, I undertake the commitment to protect relationships and to be celibate during this retreat, just during this one week that we're here together. Knowing how deeply our lives intertwine, I undertake the commitment to practice noble silence and in those times when I do need to talk, as in interview groups or one-on-ones, that I speak the truth with kindness. Knowing how deeply our lives intertwine, I undertake the commitment not to harm myself or others with alcohol or drugs. And of course, this does not mean prescribed medications. It's inadvisable on a retreat to stop taking that which has been prescribed to you. But anything that is going to cut away at mindfulness, that's going to take you away from your um, aspirations and and sense of, of depth, of inspiration, whatever brought you here is really to be treasured. Okay. So we're going to sit for just a short time, but I'd like to ask you to just stand up and Take a short stretch, stand up, put your arms over your shoulders and and then sit down again when you're ready. All right. So, it was a good move. Soft, It's, it's great. All right, so, beginning to find your posture. Straighten your spine. Sense a groundedness right now within yourself. Sensing the body, touching the cushion, touching the chair, touching the floor, touching the bench, touching the meditation mat. experiencing your body right now as it is, not should be, could be, has been, will be, but as it is, calmly abiding. calmly abiding and beginning after a day today of efforts to get here and to get settled beginning to relax relax your eyes relax your face Relax the shoulders and the belly, lower abdomen. Comfortable within your own body, your own skin. At ease within yourself right now. And just letting the breathing happen on its own. Breathing in, breathing out, and knowing that breathing is occurring as part of this experience of the body. Not as different or separate, but this whole body breathing. The entirety of the body being affected by the breath. Not over focusing, encouraging spaciousness and an ease of well-being. over and over again, when you realize disconnection has occurred, not a problem, you know where to return to. This body, this breath, this moment, this room. Just sitting, just breathing, just sensing, just listening... You hear the sound of the bell in just a moment, listening to it with your whole being, your whole body, your whole heart, (coughs) aware of the sound from its beginning to its end. May all beings have ease of mind, May all beings have comfort of heart. May all beings live in love and in compassion. So the retreat has begun to begin with noble silence and no sitting tomorrow morning um, before breakfast. So um, the schedule, oh, it must be. Uh, so wake up is at six, and then breakfast is at six thirty. So, if you've, of course, the meditation center's hall is open, and so if you're up, um, not a problem to come in. But otherwise, to get some rest tomorrow morning. And um, please do remember to bring your phone if you want to hand it in in the morning for the first sitting. All right. So rest well tonight. Sleep well and we'll see you in the morning.
3: Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.